0: Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are
1: here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show.
2: Very sexy robot.
1: Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga.
2: My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence.
0: It's Al and Jerry's post game podcast.
1: All right, here we go. Eddie's ready. I'm ready. Al's ready. We do a podcast. Al, what's up? Um, before you start with your topics, I have one, and I'm concerned. Oh, okay. I love a topic. I'm concerned. Okay. You have discussed in the past your aha moment. What do you mean? Dun-dun-dun-dun, sauntering down the street. Here comes the rain. What was that on my head?
2: Yeah, where I had a raindrop hit my head in 1997, and I was like, huh, that was felt like water on skin, and it was the top of my head.
1: I <laughs> had the ha huh moment today. All right. Now, I know my hair's thinning out. I'm not stupid. Okay. I have this conversation with my barber every other week. I didn't realize how terrible it is until you posted that video today. Really? Of me at the refrigerator. Like, I know that there's a spot up there for sure. I know. But seeing that, the hat game is about to start.
2: Yeah, I also had that moment. You know, you mentioned that the raindrop hit my head. And then once I moved back to New Jersey, I was at my sister's, and they had a guitar at their house, and I was trying to pluck it. And she took a picture of me playing playing the guitar, but I was looking down at the string, so my head was down. My top of my head looked like a hurricane. Like, you know, <laughs> when you see the hurricane on TV, uh, like
1: on the on the weather map, yeah, I was like, sure. what is that? That's your head. Yeah. I didn't care for that, actually.
2: Yeah. I, I wonder, like, does the video and the camera and the lighting make it worse than yes, it really is in reality?
1: Because in all seriousness every other week when i get my haircut he shows me from every angle and i see it it does not look that bad yeah that that was posted today makes it look horrific <laughs> and i don't think it is that bad right but it still was a moment that i was like wow like i know and i've always hey, look pete Gillen. i've always known that at some point i thought in my 50s i was going to go to basically a hat 24-7 except oh, when I'm sleeping. Like a baseball hat. Yeah, because I'm not going to be the type that's going to shave my head. I'm just not, um, unless there's reasons for it. I don't plan to do that. I plan to wear hats. That's coming sooner rather than later, I think. I feel like it's amazing how hair grows everywhere, but not on your head. Very strange. I shave literally every other day, and it's getting more and more. I want to paste it to the top of my head.
2: I trimmed uh, my shoulder hairs yesterday. Like, legitimately, yeah, no, I, had I believe to take it. Sure. W- razor to my shoulders
1: i do like the idea i don't think i would do it but i do like the idea of the head tattoo really i do i think it's neat in terms of it can cover up the bald spot a little bit nothing crazy like billy's is not crazy at all no but i think in certain but i'm I'm not bald so i'm not gonna do it right you You would have to do it anyway you would have to get bald yeah i don't i don't then then do it then grow that hair back right exactly And I'm not doing that either. Yeah, that seems like he has a lot. Meantime, my older son has more hair on his head than... (laughs) It's crazy. It really is.
2: Yeah. Gina's Gina's son, his head of hair. I look at that kid's hair. I'm like, oh,
1: my God. This is...
2: Flowing. It's so thick. I know. Right? I know. And mine was like that. I have pictures... Me too. My hair was
1: Matthew's hair. Yeah. I say, kid, here's your future. (laughs) Enjoy it.
2: I have pictures from Indiana State. So I was in my 20s. Yeah, sure. So thick and flowing. I remember I had a hard time getting a comb through it sometimes. I Yes. knotty.
1: Yes. Yeah, no, I know. It was like a bird's <laughs> nest. I had the same thing. I know. Forget it, though. Now. When, I'm, when I would not get a haircut, it would get curly. Yeah. Like not like perm curly, but it would get curly and, not, and yeah, it would be like, my God, never thought it would be this thin.
2: And you get the curl up in the back like where yes. the. Oh, absolutely. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: That was cool. When when you have hair like that to wear a baseball hat is cool. When your hair is like sticking out at the sides. Yeah. Not ridiculous like a Noah Syndergaard. But like Derek Cole, I think, has cool hat hair. Right, 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 like a, right. A, a, yep. Enough sticking out.
1: Yep. Agreed.
2: Hmm. So thank you for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. An aha moment.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Uh Yes. During the uh, Boomer and Geo show today, uh, Geo's take on the Baseball Hall of Fame was bugging me. I didn't want to say anything on the air because his his main take of it was why do you
1: care? That was the okay, whole thing. I didn't hear this. I think okay, this is so I was doing Aaron Rodgers. If I if I Wow, underst- that sounded weird. When I was you're editing doing him, ad- Jerry? When I was editing the Aaron Rodgers interview with oh. McAfee, yes. I heard yeah, I didn't I didn't know what was going on, but it, my my accountant Richie texted me. He goes, Wow, Geo's off the deep end on this Hall of Fame stuff. I want to call in and yell at him. I wrote back, I don't know what you're talking about. So continue. I'm so sorry. he
2: he seemed to be upset that people were angry that Scott Rowland got in while others aren't in. And but both and his point was, why do you care? Right. That was his full. That was it. it seemed like that was his full argument. Okay. Why does it bother you if this guy gets in and this guy doesn't? How does it uh, essentially? How does it affect your life that Scott Rowland's in the Hall of Fame and Barry Bonds isn't that sort of thing?
1: Well, but how does the Vikings winning or losing affect?
2: Correct. Operate? That's what I mean. This entire format,
1: right, is nothing. It's what we talked about yesterday.
2: Is based on nothing.
1: Not that not things that you wouldn't
2: like. There will always be better things to worry about and argue about. Absolutely. Than this, right? The only time sports radio would get into something that you could say, "Why do you care?" is maybe social justice issues and how they affect the world. For sure, those are things that are people would care about yeah but otherwise i think this is here to get you to 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 not worry about the things you really should be worrying about and as a distraction
1: care about who goes into the hall of fame yeah just like worrying about your favorite team yeah or your favorite players or a bad call in a game because you're right you know as as much as it pained me and it did to watch the cowboys lose sunday to the 49ers I woke up the next day. My life didn't change one bit. Right. I always tell you, when you know, growing up, people would always say, "Oh, you were a Cowboy fan because they were good in the '70s." Yeah, but I didn't see that. I was a, I was a, literally an infant and four years old when they were winning their last Super Bowl in the '70s. i never saw it. Don't remember anything about it. All I knew of the Cowboys was losing heartbreakers and championship games, and then going through a few horrific seasons. One where they were one in fifteen. And getting mocked every day in high school for being a Cowboys fan. And I'll never forget when they won that Super Bowl. And I know I've at some point in the last seven years of this podcast. Or eight years of this podcast. I know I've told you that when they won that Super Bowl in 92. In January 93 when they beat the Bills. I'll never forget the weird feeling of. What do I get? Like that was great. But I'm going to go to school tomorrow. And then nothing changes for me. I don't get a ring or money or a contract, or a banner, like, huh, that's it. But So it's it's cool that they win, but that's it. But you don't get mocked for being the Cowboy fan anymore. Not at that point. Yeah. That is true. But my life didn't change, though. Right. Nothing changes. Right. Nothing changes, and nothing really, truly matters. Right. But that's also, too, when we talk about this format, and I do agree that this format has evolved and changed for sure, at its core, though, that is why we're here, for stupid conversations, stupid arguments that really don't mean anything in the grand scheme of things other than it makes you forget about all your other problems for 10 minutes or 20 minutes or two hours or however long you listen, and that's kind of what we're here for. You know, as goofy as it is, yeah, let someone call up and argue about Scott Rowland not belonging in the Hall of Fame. I think it's I think it's fun conversation. Now, the one thing you got to be careful of, as you well know, are the ninety-year-olds that all of a sudden decide to pick up the phone and want to talk about Dimaggio, Ruth, and Gehrig. But that's—I don't know—that's that's what this base—that's what this format is based on. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I also saw another thing, uh, not having to do with this, but just like, what does it matter, right? So people can say that you can say that almost about anything, right? Uh-huh. Yes. Like people will say all the time, they'll be like. Um, No one ever said, I wish I spent more time at work. Yeah, but you have to work to get things and to live life. So you do have to go to work. Correct. And if you want to do well at work, maybe you have to put in extra effort and maybe you have to work overtime. But people always be like, no one on their
1: deathbed ever said... Yeah, but also... reasons why we do it, though. Right. You also can't be somebody who doesn't go to work. Correct. (laughs) Yes, that's people that have... But I think you're right, and that happens a lot, I think. That conversation comes up a lot. But at the same time, it's more probably people just mad at themselves for choices they made, and they're finding other reasons to blame other people, you know?
2: And it's like when the astronauts go to the moon or you're really high up in an airplane, you go, wow, look at – like when you look at the – there's even a a silly commercial about the the astronauts on the moon looking at the Earth, and the one astronaut's been up there so many times he doesn't care. Sure, but it does. When you look at it that way, you go, "Wow, we are a, as you might say, a pimple on the, or a pimple on the butt of what? Are, like we are a. The we're Earth like, looks tiny. Then New Jersey's tiny. Then our neighborhood's tiny. Our house, and we are this. We're little, a grain of sand. Yeah. But things still matter, even though in a hundred years we won't be here anymore, and it won't matter. And it won't matter. It but, matters
1: while you're here.
2: Right. Because you have to live life and be responsible and do things.
1: So a friend of mine has taken the task of coaching travel hockey. And I never got into that. But coaching sports is coaching sports. And dealing with parents is dealing with parents. And he's beside himself. It's only year two. First year was phenomenal. Really had a good time. Year two, he's taken a lot of crap from parents over his rotations, his lines, who's playing, skating time, blah, 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 blah. And it's it literally like it's, it's killing him. And I said to him, I'm like, Jay, at the end of the day, in like four years, you're never going to speak to these people again. And that's just the way it is. Just deal with it. Like It, it doesn't matter because it will be forgotten. But in the moment, he is so stressed out. And I, I lived it too. Not that I ever got stressed out about it like that. I really had good parents for 13 years of doing it. I never dealt with what he's dealing with, so maybe I'd feel differently. But I'm like, just relax. But he can't help it because he's in it. Right now, and people are coming at him from every angle. And I'm like, you've got a mortgage to pay. You've got a wife. You've got a son to worry about. And you worry about a Mrs. Smith wondering why Johnny only skated seven minutes instead of eight minutes and 30 seconds. Like, put it in perspective. And it's hard to.
2: Right. Right. When you're in the moment, it's hard to put it in perspective. Yeah. When you pull back. Absolutely. The key to life, Jerry, is to be able to do it like that. Pull back in the moment Mm -hmm. and say, okay. Most can't do that. Not that I'm not going to care what these parents say or or the stress, but I'm going to try to give it less uh, energy or the less percentage of my life yeah. than
1: I'm doing right now. No doubt. It's hard. It is. It's very difficult to do. And it's very, it's hard to keep that perspective. Yeah. you know, And things happen in your life, and all of a sudden this perspective hits you right in the face. And then if things do improve or the further away you get from that incident – your perspective changes again. It's a vicious cycle, and I don't yeah. understand why we all don't take it more in stride.
2: Yeah. Uh, there's a uh, man who lives up the block from me who Whimsy likes, and I told you, Whimsy does not like many people. Mm-hmm. She likes me, Gina, and this man who lives up the street. Having lunch with him today? Three people. Right. So he uh, had a dog, an old dog, a little dog. we go up there, Whimsy would see the dog, see him, all stuff. So, the other day when I was walking past, this man's wife came out and she told me that the dog had passed. Oh. It just, it, I guess it just happened a couple hours oh, geez. previous. And they had the dog in a blanket, in a basket on the porch. You know, looked like yeah. he was sleeping. His head was sticking out. And, oh, my God. And they said, Would Whimsy like to say goodbye? And. Do you think Whimsy knew that dog was passed? I don't know. I asked Eddie, he thinks so.
1: May, I don't know the mind of a dog.
2: Me neither. I have no idea. Now, she did go up and smell, but she always would. And and she did whine a little bit, but she does whine a lot. Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. That's weird. Yeah. It
1: was like a wake for the dog.
2: Yeah, then I wondered like, when we got back home, was Whimsy thinking about the, that she saw this dog... That she would see alive. Does she know this dog is passed, and is it the same as as us? Because we, I tend to think through the dog as if the dog has a human brain,
1: right, and human emotions, it's got a dog brain.
2: Because every once in a while, dogs do things and see things and notice things and act accordingly to things like that we might. Right there, we so say they like, are
1: smart animals, as we know.
2: Yeah, I don't know if cats are like this. You have cats, like they'll say, like if somebody in the house is very sad, mm-hmm. having a bad day, that the the cat goes to that person or the dog. They say that about dogs, right? So the dog knows when you're sad and he will he or she will hang out with you. So they must have some idea of emotions.
1: They, they do, and I will tell you, I was in the basement doing a, uh, a Zoom interview on Monday, and it was only a five-minute interview for halftime of last night's Rutgers game, and in the middle of it, I heard a crash from upstairs. I'm like, are they doing it was just me and i know it's the cats <laughs> so as soon as the interview was over i go upstairs As soon as i open the door julius the bigger cat looked at me and hightailed it into the other room <laughs> callie the one that boomer hooked me up with um with uh, uh north, shore animal north shore animal league. league she's a doll too she was like in the corner looking at me now these two usually come right to me when i walk in they took off i go in <laughs> And one of these little crates that Kim had with candles in it was overturned. Candles were shattered. The glass was shattered around the candles. So I got to go in now. I got to pick up the glass. They're nowhere to be found. (laughs) As soon as I put the bag in the garage, I see the one. No joke. And this is like, it's just funny. I see Julius's head peek around the corner in the kitchen. I'm like, you. And he bolted upstairs. (laughs) As soon as I turned around, Callie was looking at me. I took one step, darted upstairs. They're never upstairs during the day. They went upstairs and hid under the bed. Right. They knew they did something. They did know. Right. Yeah. And I didn't yell, but I was stern with the you. And he was gone. And I didn't see them until dinnertime. Yeah. They hid under. They never go under the bed. They don't go upstairs. That day, gone. Right. So they have some sort of notion. They know something's up. That they... Broke yeah. something yeah. in the house. Yeah, they don't know what they did, but they know what they did was probably not good. Right. It is funny. Yeah. I'm telling you, I got cats that are dogs. Yeah, it's really, the, the animals are very interesting. Yeah, very much so. And then when birds,
2: parrots, they talk, we think they know what they're saying. They don't. Know. When they don't know it, they're mimicking
1: right. sounds. Exactly. Right. They have no idea what they're saying, they're saying what they hear. Yeah. They're not processing it and learning a language, <laughs> <laughs> right? You can't ask
2: it a question and have it answer you unless you've trained them to say that when you say this.
1: Bingo, so true. Yeah, it's just learned behavior.
2: Yes. So I, I like I'd never seen a passed away animal.
1: Yeah, it's sad. Domesticated it's, it's animal terrible. before. Yeah,
2: it's really awful. I've thought of that though. Like, like if you're like a lot of times people will take their animals to be put down, right? Mm-hmm. But if an animal passes at home...
1: Yeah. Like it I, hasn't happened to me yet. Yeah. Uh, every time it's happened at the vet. Like, let's
2: say I, I woke up uh, one morning at 2 a.m. and yeah. my dog was passed at, yeah. passed away. Yep. What am I doing with a dog at 2 a.m.? You call the
1: vet and they will help take care of it for cremation yeah. to a pet facility like that. Yeah. For me, when... I'm trying to think. As an adult, we've had two cats pass away. Jewel, we had for sixteen years, seventeen years. She passed away, and we knew it was the end because it was obvious. Uh, brought her to the vet, and there was really nothing they could do. Had it, it was what it was. And then our little one um, that we got, blanking out on her name. Jesus God, um, wow, that's terrible. She was only a year old, and she had. Um, feline aids or no was it cancer i forget was one of those we tried experimental drugs from the university (laughs) remember that yes university of 10lc dahlia was her name and when she started to get it was so weird how they put her on this experimental medicine and she started to improve and then all of a sudden it just stopped working and she went from if on a scale of one to ten one is terrible ten is much better she went from an eight to a two like overnight And then there was one night where she was whining and crying, and I brought her to the vet on a work night at 9 p.m., Yeah, a 24-hour vet, and uh, I stayed there. And by 11.30, they're like, we've done it. There's nothing we can do. Everything's spread, and I'm like, okay. I'm like, what do I do? Yeah. She goes, well, you could take her home, but she's only got hours left. I'm like, or do it the humane way. I'm like, okay. And it was happening in the vet. Yeah. I remember I got home at 2 o'clock in the morning or 1.30 because I had to wait for everything. And, yeah. And then I went home, slept for an hour, and came to work. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and that, co- that, by the way, cost me a lot of money. Really? Because they tried different things. Ah. It was emergency. Yeah. And then they put her down, and it was like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So it's never happened in the house, but yeah. that's got to be horrible. Very crazy. Yeah. To pick up a dead animal. Right, and bring it to the vet. Sad.
2: Pass. Here was a weird story that uh, came out uh, yesterday. I saw this. A A guy took his dog with him hunting. It's like a German Shepherd. Mm-hmm. And foolishly, the guy had his gun in the back seat. The, oh, I did see this. The dog was in the back seat. Yeah. The dog stepped on the trigger and shot and killed the driver. Yeah, where was this again? I forget. I had it written down.
1: That's all right.
2: I don't have it in front of me.
1: That is amazing that that could happen.
2: Where first of all, like you have a loaded gun in the back of your car where a dog is walking around. Come on.
1: Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. That's that's a weird one.
2: But also, in places where hunting and guns are the norm, different parts of the country, like I don't think they even crosses their mind. No, it doesn't. Like, for us, we'd ever see guns. We don't handle guns. If we were handling a gun, we'd probably
1: be super careful. I'm still freaked out when I see a cop walking around with a gun on his (laughs) head. It's true. I do, too. And a friend of mine who used to, well, still is, is a detective, and he dropped his kid off to practice, uh, was it, maybe two falls ago, never came in uniform because he always had plenty of time to go home. This one time he came in uniform gun shield. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, yeah, who's this? Yeah. It's it's freaky. And then I'm like, God, that's what you do for a living. Right. My God.
2: Yeah. Right, because you think a couple things. One, what if that guy goes nuts? Or I think of, like, what if there's some random crazy person that sees the cop, sees the gun, and goes, I'm going to steal that cop's gun. Yeah, you're right. That's why it's got to be weird in places like Texas, Arizona, which we'll see, where you can have a gun on you when you go to breakfast. Yes. Like a, a regular
1: citizen. Yeah, which we've seen before. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. I told you, I miss used to walk around with it on his hip. Yeah. That was weird. i tell you this, though. If I was, uh, if I was somewhere
2: and I saw a guy with a gun in his holster, I'd be less likely to give him a dirty look for cutting me off or getting in front of me in line. I'd be like,
1: all right, sir. Or doing something stupid or attacking him. Oh, yeah. I know,
2: so I guess it makes sense.
1: Uh in certain cases, I yeah. suppose. Yes.
2: Um. What else did I have here for you, Jerry? Oh, I uh, downloaded and paid for this. Uh, this app called Short Form I was telling you about a k- couple weeks ago. You were telling me about this. Yeah it's a it's an app where they have all different books that they summarize.
1: Oh yeah 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 right
2: yeah I like it. It's really it's like these books that you'll see like.
1: Like, can you get the Stephen A. book on it now?
2: Uh, they do have biographies. I know they have the the the, the Prince Harry one that just came out. Not interested. I haven't seen, the, but I'm not interested in those. Like I was more doing it for more for the like uh, the subtle art of not giving an F and uh, the twelve principles of getting things done mm-hmm. and sure. all these sort of things. So it is. It looks pretty decent, and I'm going to keep it long enough to have you. Have you read those? I read one, and I'm only. Probably halfway through one book now.
1: What's the book and what does it cut down?
2: The book is uh, Jordan Peterson 12 Rules, 12 Simple Rules for Living.
1: Okay. Okay. So the book would be how many pages? Uh, Would you say? 300? 250? Yeah, maybe 250. And what does this cut it down to?
2: This cuts it down to it does a one page summary of the book. And you're not finished with that yet? I did finish that (laughs) part. Then each chapter has its own. One-page summary, so there are twelve chapters because it's twelve rules, so that's twelve pages, and then there's a a, a conclusion type thing, but it's still much shorter than it's reading twelve pages the actual book. But you do
1: get the the gist of the book, I that's think. Interesting. It makes you wonder what the hell are they writing then? Yeah, that's interesting. That to me sounds too short. I thought you were going to say they cut two fifty down to like seventy five or something. Oh no 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 no, because that to me would be worth it too. Yeah, you know. Interesting though.
2: I guess, I guess I'll have to look depending on the book. Like this book is very simple laid out. Twelve rules, mm-hmm. and each chapter in the book is a rule.
1: So they just take each rule and summarize it. So it's twelve lines. It Could be rule one. <laughs> That's funny. Yes. All right. That book I've seen. I, not that book. The uh, the unbleep your
2: the subtle art of not giving enough or unbleep your life. That one. Yeah.
1: I, that one's intriguing. Just cause I like the title.
2: Yeah. I don't know if I'm really
1: interested in it, but I like the title.
2: Same. So that's the thing. Like, I would see like, in an airport, right? Or in a a bookstore, like, that's intriguing. I'm not going to sit down and read the whole book. But
1: maybe I'll read this. I don't know, though, because Sal is not much of a reader. And books like that, he gets locked in on and can't put them down. So I think it depends on how well they're written. Yeah. You know, and how much you're really interested in the subject and the topic. I've got to get into another book. I have not. uh, It's been a while. Yeah. Way too
2: long. I do like a book on an airplane. Yeah, so do I. And on vacation, like if you go to the pool or to the beach on vacation. Well, that's where I
1: like to read the mostly. So I read, in September, I read the Neil deGrasse Tyson one, but that's been it. I have not picked up a book since.
2: Not good. The few, the twice I went to Italy, and though there's TV over there, God knows what's going on on television. So I found myself reading a lot when I went to Italy, you know, somewhere where there's no the distractions of Netflix and ID Channel and Milf Manor isn't going to get in my way of actually, you know. Do you have
1: any interest in reading the Bible? I I did. I did. I saw Julia Louise Dreyfus read it. I Was it her? No, Patricia Heaton. Yeah. She just finished it. She read it cover to cover. And the way she did it was like three or four pages a day every day. It took her, I mean, what is it, 900 pages? I mean, it's ridiculous how long Yeah, I also it feel
2: like there's various versions. Is well, that... there's
1: the Old Testament and the New Testament.
2: But I mean, like... Yeah, I just feel like there's sometimes this, the, like, sometimes the stories change even within Bibles, depending on... It could be, I don't unless know. Unless I'm incorrect.
1: I have Bibles from when I was in Catholic school. They gave us a Bible every year. Yeah. And then the senior year when they gave us... Uh, Kim and I actually still have both of ours, because I said one day I was going to read it.
2: And what did this Patricia Heaton say about reading the Bible? Oh, nothing, just that she... That she it, did like It was
1: a goal of hers. Yeah. And then she posted online somewhere, you know, I accomplished... The goal completed completed the uh, the Bible today. I was like, wow. And she had notes that she wrote down every day that she read her three or four pages. Pretty wild.
2: Yeah, I, there was this uh, talk show host in Florida that I used to listen to. His name was Bob Lasseter. He, he passed a number of years ago. But he was not a uh, religious man. But I guess he knew. He wasn't sports talk. He was regular topics of the day talk. Yeah, yeah. But I guess he knew, especially being down in Florida, that he would get a lot of people arguing against some of his things and quoting the Bible. Mm-hmm. So he'd be beca- he became he knew and read and knew the Bible back and forth. No kidding, just to use against as an argument, argument against people using the Bible. Knowledge is power. Because a lot of times people will have heard something that was in the Bible, sure. but maybe they didn't read it. Right, and That's... he would like know. The, That's why you passages. can't win in an argument
1: about that stuff with Eddie. Eddie read it and actually recalls it,
2: right? Because he was uh, grew up with it.
1: Think about this: I had religion class every day in school, yeah, from kindergarten through twelfth grade. I don't recall a damn thing. I mean, I know certain topics, titles, names, but if you ask me what was it about, I don't know. I don't remember. Yep, tests, quizzes, exam, everything. Don't remember anything. I really don't. Terrible. really, Really bad recall, which has faded as the years have gone on. Right. Which, terrible sleep for going on 20 years. That's what (laughs) happened. That'll happen. That'll do it. Yeah. My sleep sleep changed when I was 20. Wow. I'm 48. So it's 20. 28 years of bad sleep.
2: Not good. You can get away with it a little bit when you're
1: younger. Yeah, well, I know. Not so much uh, uh,
2: 28 years into it. No, not so much. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up program.
0: Let them have it. Call the fan at 877 337 6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com.
1: Good morning, campers.
0: Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and
1: most days it doesn't suck. I gotta tell you, every time I hear it doesn't suck, I think of Scott Shannon now. the Eddie Scazzeri, what's up? 502, nice to have you with us. Warm-up show on a beautiful Wednesday morning. Al Baker-Dukes, what's up?
2: Good morning, Jerry. I was hearing uh, a caller and
1: uh, uh, Sal, Sal
2: uh, and then I saw the signs coming in, the digital signs
1: saying Winter Storm. Yeah, I saw that, too. What is it? It was very nice coming in, though.
2: And then this guy just said, uh, the caller said, one to three inches. That's not a winter storm. One to three inches where? Who knows? Hmm. But here's the problem with uh, alarmist weather reports, which we always get now. Yeah. I see that sign coming in,
1: and I haven't heard about it. That's a dusting to me. Yeah, that probably means we're going to blizzard. Maybe. Because when they tell us we're getting a blizzard. (laughs) You've cried wolf too many
2: times. (laughs) I agree. uh,
1: Weather people. I agree. You can't cry wolf every time, and then...
2: And so we can't believe you so now when i see these uh make plans
1: winter storm i don't buy it well you know what happens too so now we're almost in february we've had yeah. no snow yeah they'll probably salt the crap out of the roads because they bought all this yeah. sand and salt they
2: salted all bradley beach yesterday
1: i, I really? was like, not why wow. is the road salted how about that let me look at this weather report you on my phone i'm already on it
2: uh, yeah i see
1: nothing. i see nothing I, uh, I mean, I see rain like and some right. snow or whatever. Right. Anyhow, let's whatever. not get nuts. Not a big deal. Yeah. Here we go.
2: Calm down, everybody. Famous Les.
1: We're going to be 44 degrees today. How are we yeah. getting three inches of snow? We're not, Jerry. Right. We're getting sunshine By the way, and we lemonade. Match.
2: We have a similar colored we hoodies, blue hoodies on today, Jerry. I went with Duquesne University, my alma mater. And
1: you went with the Marlboro Mustangs. Yeah, this is Joseph's new team. They won their fall championship, so I got my sweatshirt uh, on Monday. Is that baseball? Yeah. Oh, okay. remember okay. And he's wearing light blue as well. Oh, well, look at us, the light blue boys over here. The Blue Musketeers. That's
2: right, Jerry. We're the Blue Musketeers, So <laughs> we're coming to your town to solve Relax. all of your crimes. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> and steal your ladies. Yeah, maybe. And steal the hearts of uh, men and women all around town. Now, um... Uh, I heard uh, Sal coming in. I saw Twitter this morning when I woke up. The Scott Rowland gets into the Hall of Fame, and everyone's going crazy, Jerry. I know. I hate when this happens. Ah, I, I really hate when this happens. Oh, my God. First of all, imagine you're Scott Rowland. You get right. called to go to the Hall of Fame. It's like, that is awesome. Then it's like, you sucked. And he, you no, should be no one, there. no
1: one has said that. I heard that, that, See, And that's the thing that stinks about the conversation is you've got a guy here who was a really good baseball player. Yeah. He really was. He's not Babe Ruth. He's not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> he's not. And I feel terrible because he's getting there was one expert I heard somewhere, I don't know, I forget what network might have been CBS Sports Right, I don't even know, flipping around. And he basically said, So Scott Rowland's gonna be inducted into the Hall of Fame this summer. Who's buying tickets to that? <laughs> He's the only one going? That's terrible. Uh, No. Is it Fred McGriff going in, too? Does that sound right? The crime dog. With the Veterans Committee or whatever committee. I think the two. But the point is, like, you're you're Scott Rowland. You're very excited. Now, I do think, and I heard Sal say this, too, and I have to go back and look. When Rowland was first put on the ballot, he was even surprised he was on the ballot and was just hoping to get enough votes to stay on the ballot, not actually get in. Yeah, he only got ten percent of the vote. I was reading a John Heyman tweet. So how he goes from ten percent of the vote to seventy something percent of the vote is fascinating. Yeah, and I guess it was all these new metrics and I, defensive metrics, Jerry. I mean, that's my, what they're saying. And and defense is a big deal. And I, it's a lost art in terms of the way we view baseball. Like you can be an unbelievable shortstop, but if you bat two twenty two, you suck. Yet yeah. you can be a butcher in the field, but if you hit thirty eight home runs and drive in. 120 runs and score 100 times, you're a possible Hall of Famer. So I do think we short good defensive players, and he was. He was. I think he was an eight-time Gold Glover. Great player, Hall of Famer though. And I hate because now he's gonna, his name's gonna get thrown around like he stinks, and he was, he was fantastic. He stinks, but he's he's not on that level. Yeah,
2: it's just gotta be. We can't even. I wouldn't even uh, look at stats. I just go full
1: on eyeball test. Well. But here's the problem with the voting. Yeah, how many of these guys that vote watch these guys play every day? It's yeah, not even possible. It's
2: just like you know, like uh, when I if I threw names at you, I said Jerry, Ozzie Smith. You go, oh, definitely Hall of Famer. I don't need to look at the stats. I don't need to look at anything. I just no, know he was the Wizard of Oz. He, Jerry he but, did
1: backflips. But that's a bad example. What? Because Ozzy Smith was one of the greats. Thank you. So if I give you – so if I pull – I would have to pull up the ballot. But that's
2: what I mean. We got to eyeball George Brett, one of the greats. Get him in there.
1: Right. You don't even have to think about it.
2: Right, but that's right. The problem is
1: you're getting guys that are going in that are being thought about for years in some cases. So – Yeah, I don't want to think
2: about it. I just want to eyeball test. If If I know him and he was good in the 1980s, Jerry, he is in to the Al Dukes 1980s Baseball Hall of Fame.
1: I I understand. The entire uh, 1982 Brewers put them in. All right, so here you go. I'm going to give you some names. You tell me. Just don't even think about it. You tell me what you think. A-Rod. Yes. Right. He's not getting in. He gets 35% of the vote, and you understand why I disagree with it, but okay, whatever. Jeff Kent. No. Okay, I will tell you out of the next list of names, Jeff Kent belongs on top of the list with these guys. Um, Gary Sheffield. No. Okay. See, I would think Sheffield is not even a thought. He's in, and he's not. Like, Gary Sheffield, to me, is more of a Hall of Famer than some Hall of Famers, and I don't even think it's close. Carlos Beltran. No. Okay. I would think Carlos Beltran is. I would vote for him immediately. He's not in. And I don't know if that's because of the Astros stuff, but he was a great outfielder. and He was a damn good hitter. He only got 46% of the vote. Uh, Billy Wagner. No. I would agree with that, no. Todd Helton. No. I agree. Scott Rowland. No. All right, now I'm going to ask you a question. All right. Give me some numbers for Todd Helton. What'd he do? I don't know. Because you didn't watch him every day, and he didn't become bigger than the game by the way he played. So the way you just mentioned Ozzie Smith, who you would see in highlight reels and, you know, This week in baseball. Yes, exactly. He was really magnified with how. So for you, you hear Ozzie Smith, Hall of Famer. I just asked you, Todd Helton, you you didn't even blink. Todd Helton got 73% of the vote. You couldn't tell me anything about his no. career. You never watched him because he played in Colorado.
2: Yeah, but I think that's part of uh, the Hall of Fame, right? So all these these players that I love from my childhood, I didn't see them. I didn't see George Brett play very often, but I know George Brett because I would see him uh, in highlights and on Sports Illustrated I knew he was a star of the
1: game. Right? Why was he on? Why was he in Sports Illustrated? Because he was a star of the game. Yeah, star of the game. Right. The, these other guys, and there's a lot of guys in the Hall of Fame that weren't stars of the game, as you're saying. I would let throw them out and have been put in the Hall of Fame. But it's not, it's not possible to see everybody every night. And in a lot of cases, you kind of need to. That's why there's a, you know, you'll get a lot of times a city bias for a player, to where some people like. For instance, there are people that didn't think Derek Jeter was a great player because statistically, if you look at Jeter, offensively, he was really good. But if I just gave you those numbers and said, is this guy a Hall of Famer, you would probably say no. And yet, if you watched him every day, you know he was a first ballot Hall of Famer. You think guys that were covering the Padres watched Derek Jeter play every night? No, but I think they were just like I was aware of uh, the greatness
2: of Tony Gwynn
1: yes, but my point is there were people that were not voting for Jeter because they couldn't they didn't watch him and they would just look at the numbers yeah but to your point he gets in because of the mystique and you know, a lot of New York writers too but he was great but there are people that probably would say mm, he probably doesn't deserve to be in
2: yeah it's it's weird it is
1: weird it is weird and then if you do it strictly by numbers does winning count does it matter I, I don't know
2: yeah it's got to be like all-encompassing.
1: Yeah, it's, it's hard to do.
2: Like everyone who played on the 86 Mets, Hall of Fame. You'd put let's them all go. in. Let's get them in. As long as they were starters, Jerry, let's get them all in there. Get them here. The I'll, t- I'll give you another one.
1: This guy did I this guy only got 33% of the vote, probably again because of, you know, drugs and all that stuff. And I get it. Manny Ramirez. I wouldn't even think twice I'd put him in. Yeah. He was so feared. I, but, you know. Yeah, Hall of Fame. Yeah. So and I give you another. Let's see. Anybody else? Mm. Andy Pettit's still on the ballot. He only got 15% of the vote. He's not going to make it. So, yeah. Mark Burley.
2: I don't even know who that is. Really? Yeah.
1: Do you know who Tory Hunter is? I've heard of him. (laughs) Oh, that's nice. (laughs) But he's definitely not a Hall of Famer. No, he got 7%. He was was pretty good. How about uh, Frankie Rodriguez? Nope. Don't know who that is either. (laughs) Okay.
2: This is what I mean, Jerry. It's got to be guys I know because I don't really... Watch baseball? (laughs) Yeah. But if I know the guy... Then that's a Hall of Famer. You know who should be voting for the baseball Hall of Fame? My mother. If she's heard of the guy, that guy's transcended the sport hall of fame. I'm gonna put her on the uh committee. You wanna get her a ballot? Yeah. to get her a ballot. <laughs> Mama Dukes. <laughs> yeah. She she's Mike Schmidt, that's a Hall of Fame third well, baseman Jerry. He, he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So good. she'd
1: be she'd be correct in that case. Correct. <laughs> so anyway, good for Scott Rowland. I feel bad though he's gonna take a beating nationwide today. Yeah. Like his he's, name is going to be trending because people are going to be killing him for not being good enough.
2: And think how quickly that turned. I'm in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You suck. <laughs> 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 it doesn't matter. The guy didn't probably didn't even I get know. to enjoy it before the first couple articles are boop, 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 on yeah. Twitter. Boop,
1: I, boop. I'm sure if he looks at, not Instagram because people are nice there. Nicer. yeah. But I'm sure if people look on, uh, oh, if he looks it. on Twitter, he's getting bashed. And oh, he he forget did nothing it. wrong other than just be a really good baseball player.
2: So then, so you're saying at that Baseball Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony, it's going to be Scott Rowland and Fred McGriff? That's yeah, it?
1: Yeah, I think so. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That it's it's, it is. It's a tough sell. I don't even know what Scott Rowland looks like. Mm, you would if you saw him. I think you would, actually. I see. I'm I actually. To Google him. Scott I'm Roland. pulling up his numbers, too, because I want to see. I know what a good fielder mm. he was. And I know he had good. Yeah, I mean, he was a good player for sure. Let's see. Scott Rowland. Uh, Here's something unique about
2: Scott Roland, Jerry, as you look that up. What's that? Played on all teams' red and white
1: um, uniforms. Well, Cardinals, the Blue Jays aren't red and white.
2: Cardinals, Reds, Phillies.
1: Yeah, and Blue Jays. They're not red. They're blue. Are you sure? I'm positive. He didn't play long there, but he was on the Blue Jays for a short time. Um, so here, here would be – see, this is funny. I forget who we were talking about. I don't remember. God darn it. I, was talk- I gave you the numbers, 30 home runs, 100 RBIs every year. He's not in yeah, Hall of Fame. Remember. Eddie, help me. Who was I talking about? Ben uh, Oglavy of the Brew no. Crew. Anyway, then you look at these numbers, and this is where people get crazy. He had 100 RBIs how many times in what looks like an 18-year career?
2: Uh,
1: Ten. Five. Oh. That's not great five, five, 100 RBI seasons in an 18 year career. Not great. That's, I mean, it's really good. Not, a, not a hall of Famer. Right. I mean, right. So, I mean, that's kind of the problem I think you're going to run into uh, in terms of home runs, never hit 40, only hit 30 in the day and age where people are launching home runs all over the place. Only hit 30 home runs, one, two, three times. Hmm. So that's where he, again, really good player. You feel bad he's gonna take a beating. You're right. And even batting average, if I look for Tim, what would you consider a Hall of Fame season? Forget career. A Hall of Fame season for a batting average starts at what number would you say? 320. I that's a very you yeah, know, very good look for at you. Me, Jerry. I, I agree.
2: Look at me knowing baseball.
1: You wanna know how many times he had three twenty or higher?
2: I'm gonna say not very many.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Zero. Zero. Yeah. He he hit three twenty in eighty eight games with the Blue Jays, but that was a split season for the year he did not hit three hundred. His highest batting average for his career, and I'm doing this quickly, so if I miss one, I apologize. He hit three fourteen in two thousand four with the Cardinals. Eh. Mm. I'm thinking of going to
2: the uh, hall his yeah. Hall of
1: Fame induction and just yelling at him. no No, don't do that. Again, nice player, really good. Great fielder. Hall of Fame?
2: Not so much. I hope the Radio Hall of Fame is loosey-goosey so I could get in there. (laughs) That would
1: be awesome. You were a compiler. (laughs) Oh, definitely. (laughs) Here's the other thing about selling tickets to that. When you play for a team for 15 years, even with numbers like this and being a great defender, I would think you would have a lot of people traveling to see you. Who's going to see Scott Rowland? Phillies fans? Reds fans? Reds fans? Cardinal fans. Blue Jay fans? I, I see him mainly, in my head, he was a Philly. Okay, six years, that's it. Yeah. Like, that's all. I agree with you, and I think Scott Rowland. I don't think Cardinals. I do think Phillies. Well, But, but it was but, only six years out of 18.
2: Yeah, but at least Phillies and Cardinals have uh, hardcore fans. Like, he, you know what I mean? Like, I think
1: they... But do they look at him as their guy? As so he played six years in Philly, six years in St. Louis... Three years, well, almost four years in Cincinnati. I don't know. It's a a weird one. He's kind of like what a modern-day baseball player is now, from contract to contract, from team to team. It's almost like where I've always said, so this is a great example, and this has always been so stupid to me with the start of free agency that we still have to decide how they're going to go into the Hall of Fame as opposed to just making a hat with all the logos that they played for because you do represent all of them. What the hell would you characterize him as? Six years in Philly with some of his best seasons, six years in St. Louis. How could you call him one or the other? I
2: would just put him in a red and
1: white jersey, generic. Yeah, I agree with and then a little bit of blue for the Blue Jays. Yeah, a little blue. With all the logos. It's it, like they make a mockery of it. Like Dave Winfield going in as a padre or or Wade Boggs going in as a devil ray. Like it's really it's absurd. Yeah. They really so I don't know what they do with this. But to me, I would make a hat with all four logos. If I was going to leave one out, it would be the Blue Jays because he didn't play there all that long. <laughs> yeah. Played about two, let's see, in Toronto, he played 115. He played about two, about 200 games in Toronto. And
2: it ruins the color scheme.
1: It does ruin the color the scheme. Jays. He could have a custom-made Hall of Fame red and white jersey yeah. that just is rolling. Rolling. Rolling, rolling 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 i would get limp biscuit to do my hall of Fame. yes Keep i
2: agree roll, scott rolling 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 yeah scott rolling see now rolling, if you were rolling, thinking last rolling, night you would have yeah. done that for this yep. morning
1: i the, just thought of it now the moment's over tomorrow
2: i'm doing it right now
1: i don't think we'll mention his name again until summertime
2: we'll come back with that song scott rolling rolling rolling, <laughs> rolling
1: yeah <laughs> we're scott rolling fans we're not gonna bash him <laughs> yes. although you did say he sucks
2: Though I was being people oh. on
1: Twitter. <laughs> Quick break, 518, just getting started. We got a lot to get to, including, yes, Aaron Rodgers, of course, and the Jets and all sorts of good stuff. And then Boomer and Geo at six on the fan What the hell happened to Rolling, Rolling, Rolling? I can only find versions with curse words in it. Give yeah, it. Really needed thirty seconds. I know. Of I can't
2: queue it. it up in here, though.
1: Oh, Okay, very. Unfortunately. Fair enough. All right. Well, I was looking forward to that. You could have taken a shot. We have a dump button. You
2: know. Yeah, I don't like to get in the mix on that. That sounds like trouble.
1: I suppose. All right, Alan Jerry. Until uh, six o'clock. It is the warm-up show on this. I don't even know. Thursday. Today's, uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Jerry. Wednesday. Wednesday. Today's Wednesday right. Tw- Hump Day. Wednesday.
2: The twenty-fifth of
1: January. Which is. Yes. Are we cool? January's almost over. Oh, that's right. Kind of sickening, actually, but all right.
2: Uh the Houston Texans, Jerry, they have uh, they're going to interview
1: Mike Kafka for a second time. Yeah, if I'm Mike Kafka, no thanks. I think he's a goner. He might be. I would not take me that me job. Either. I don't care what it pays. And I know I know what Boomer and the NFL people will say there's only thirty two of those jobs. I get it. That job sucks. They <laughs> that- have no quarterback. The owner's an idiot. And they're they're there's I please yeah and I they're think the Texans
2: yeah I think it's a terrible Ugh. job to take and if you stay with the Giants you and you improve again next year like everyone thinks they're gonna you'll be in more demand for better teams right you got to get one of those jobs that opens up like we like uh where a good franchise has an opening sure doesn't happen often right but you can't take these scrub uh, Houston Texans trying to think of other terrible Well, franchises. you hate Carolina. Oh, perfect, job You Jerry. don't like Jacksonville. But, well, Jacksonville's turning their stuff around. But Carolina, definitely. Taking the Carolina
1: job, get lost. Uh, you- I've officially thrown my name into the ring for consideration. <laughs> she wants the Carolina job? <laughs> Was that last she night? She has no experience. Did you think the same way with Cam Newton when they were going to a Super Bowl? Did you feel like Carolina had turned the corner like Jacksonville? Yes. Okay. I do. <laughs> so, so, and I, I know what you're saying. So, a franchise like that, when they're good, yeah, you can kind of get into it. But when they're bad, it's like you're an expansion team. Get out.
2: Who was? I can't even remember now. Who was the Carolina head coach? Then? Ron Rivera. Oh, he's in Washington now. Yeah, that Ron Rivera.
1: <laughs> yes, same Ron Rivera. Not, not another Ron Rivera. <laughs> same guy. You're saying. Same guy. Yes. Yeah. I.
2: It's weird. I kind of feel like he's leaving for that job. Even well, though it doesn't make any sense.
1: When there. you have a second interview, it means they like you. Mm-hmm. I would have to know, and I didn't read enough of it, to find out how many others are interviewing for a second time. Or if he's the only one that wanted to go back for a second time. <laughs> what about this? Uh, hear me out on this one, Jerry. Uh-oh.
2: Mike Kafka said brings Daniel Jones with him.
1: Uh, it's possible. How about like, that? Why that, would that would really not... shake it up. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be a free agent if he... You know, would the Texans offer Daniel Jones? Because we talked about this yesterday. You know, I said, what would his value be if some other team jumped in? Because to me, I think if you're the Giants, and I meant this, I think if you could get Daniel Jones back, let's say, three years, $105 million, around 35 a year, which is not tops by any stretch. I mean, hell, Aaron Rodgers, I didn't realize the number. He's set to make $59 million this year. So it's nowhere near the top, but it's a lot of money. And if you guarantee it, would he be inclined to accept that? And even Giannotti said, yeah, but what if there's a team out there that says, hey, Daniel, we'll give you 45 a year for four years. You know, that's that's a considerable amount more.
2: What if Mike Kafka goes down there and he goes, I'm coming. I'm bringing Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. They got any wide
1: receivers down there in Houston? Well, the problem is, yes, it's, um, oh, what the hell's his name? He wants out. Uh, I'm blanking out on his name. Do not leave. We're coming. Davis Mills was their quarterback. Come on. I did their game with the Cowboys. DeAndre Hopkins? <laughs> no, he's in Arizona now. What? <laughs> Eddie, who's the wide receiver on the Texans I'm blanking out on who basically quit on the team? Didn't want to be there he at the end. Just Google it. All right. quit on the Google team. Yeah. Are you going to
2: Google he quit on the team? Uh, See Brandon Cooks. That's oh, okay,
1: yeah. Jesus Brandon God. Cooks. <laughs> <laughs> I had Rutgers last night. I only slept four hours. My okay. brain's not working. Good enough. What's my Brandon excuse? Cooks is really good, but he didn't want to be there because, then to his credit, they don't have a quarterback. Yeah. And they weren't good. They, they lost a million games. They did play competitively. I mean, it's not like they went out and got blown out every week. They played hard. They just lacked talent. And they haven't been They haven't been good. So, yeah. On
2: my Kafka, I get myself on a Zoom with where I get uh, one square is me, one square is Daniel Jones, one square is Saquon Barkley. And the we go, bar We're
1: coming. Well, look at that. Texas. Tiki
2: Barber's going to be on this show. How about that? We're coming to Texas.
1: What show is this? There's Tiki. Huh. Are you
2: sure that's not Ronde, Jay? No, his name said Tiki. Celebrity named that tune.
1: Wow. Who knew?
2: Actually, uh, the other night at the end of the. Saturday night game. Yeah, the Giants. Giants game. Yeah, I fell asleep on the couch, and when I woke up, celebrity name oh, that tune was on. Yeah.
1: Well, the Saturday it looks like Look Tiki's on. Margaret. That's kind of
2: cool. Um, so yeah, I don't know what we were saying. We were talking about uh, how Mike Kafka's taking Daniel Jones. And so I'll Saquon. tell you what.
1: The, the one thing about that that's really interesting. I don't. I don't. Daniel Jones ain't going anywhere because I like, think at the end of the day, the Giants will probably tag him. He's going to make his thirty-something million dollars. I don't think he's going anywhere. Saquon Barkley's interesting though. Because I do think that there will be a team out there that will offer him $15 million a year. Would it be the, a team like the Texans? Would he go at Mike Kafka if he took that job? That's interesting. Oh, yeah, Jerry. Ver. It's quite interesting. That is. That now, is, that you is.
2: mentioned Aaron Rodgers, and, of course, people have him linked to the Jets. He did say that he uh, is open to reworking a deal.
1: He did. Yeah. Correct. Because uh, you were mentioning he well, he's owed, like, what, fifty you said I think 59 it's $59 million, $59 million <laughs> is the number. And he... You know, with McAfee, he got into the, like he gets the whole business of the NFL, and that it's a big number. And but I, I would always come back to this. Then why did you sign that then? For what?
2: You mean if uh, because it it affects your ability to get other top
1: players? Because you know that it's going to come back and have oh. to be changed. This is where I was saying to you the other day. It comes. It's all about whose thing is bigger than the next guy's. Because if you signed it knowing that you were never going to see that this year and they probably have to defer it or screw around with it to make, he'll get it, but it's not like he's going to make it. They can. You can't pay the quarterback $60 million
2: Because then you look like a good guy going, you know what? Man,
1: all right. I'm going to give you some money back. I'll restructure.
2: I'm going to restructure because we thought about that with Tom Brady all the time in New England. Oh, he's restructuring. But Tom Brady never
1: took the most money. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers took the most money. And you're right, he can look like a good guy if he says, you know what, pay me 40 and let's defer yeah. 19 to help out the team. I suppose that's true. I'll be a good guy here. Just give me $40 million. But I did, could it could be, be cool to live in that world, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, it would be interesting, though, if the report was true from yesterday when I was listening to Tiki and Tierney, when they said that the Packers are open to trading him to an AFC team only. Oh, is that right? Yes. You didn't see that part? I missed that part, Jerry. So if you th-
2: what show was this I You said Tiki and Tierney?
1: Yes. And okay. the report was out there mid-morning, late morning, I should say, early afternoon, that they would be willing to move him, but only to an AFC team. So you're knocking 15 teams right out the picture, and now you start looking at teams in the AFC that he would be also have to be interested in going to that he thinks he can win with.
2: And how about this, Jerry. You got the the young Jet quarterback Zach Wilson And learn from him, and he loves Aaron Rodgers.
1: I'm, I'm this, this. is perfect. This could be a very good scenario for the Jets if they could pull it off. This is perfect. And I'll go back. I'll go back to the Brett Favre year. Brett Favre was six weeks away from being a conquering hero around here. The Jets were playing great. I think they were. The hell was their record? They were. I thought uh, they were eight and something. Well, they wound up finishing that year nine and seven. I think they were eight and three. I think they were 8-3 and three after they beat the unbeaten Titans, who were 10-0, and 0, if I remember correctly. And then Favre rips up his shoulder, doesn't tell anybody, plays like crap down the stretch, and we go from writing stories about the Jets should give Eric Mangini an extension to he gets fired. And Brett Favre played lousy and basically cost them. He They were on track to not only be a playoff team, make some noise. Aaron Rodgers could do that here.
2: Yeah, Jerry, just think of what the NFL – Is going to look like locally next year. Here. We're going to have Aaron Rodgers. No, we don't know that, but it's possible. Things are turning here because now this coming year, Aaron Rodgers will be here for the Jets. Maybe. And unfortunately,
1: Kafka, Daniel Jones, and Saquon going to Texas. No, they're not going to. You stop. No, 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 (laughs) It's going to look a lot different around here come the fall. It's going to look different, but it's not going to be to that extent, perhaps. Maybe, but let's not get crazy with the whole Daniel Jones to Houston. Relax. He's not going. He's going to be the Giants quarterback. Okay. Saquon Barkley, on the other hand, yeah, but you got to go as a package deal, or it's not a big deal. Well, I think if he brings one of the two, that's a package deal, is it not? Ah, not the like he back. makes them better immediately.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I think I think if you if you bring the offensive coordinator and the quarterback to a new head coaching that. He's job, not that's not going better.
1: anywhere. I know. Well, that's the that's Daniel the part Jones is going to be the Giants' quarterback. I, I truly believe that. Maybe Aaron Rodgers in Houston.
0: <laughs> By <laughs> the way, Kafka.
1: if he does, so if he does go now, Brett Favre screwed this up when he went to the Vikings. But if Favre does come to the Jets, he can go into the Hall of Fame wearing green. That's true. Color scheme doesn't change all that. Doesn't much. change. There's no yellow, but a lot of green and white.
2: And I love it for Zach Wilson. We'll love it. Yeah, he'll have his idol. It'd be like Jerry. If you, if you, is it like when you go to work with Danny White as your idol? It's awesome. Your quarterback idol. It is awesome. It's awesome.
1: And I got to see the other day, which brought me back to my childhood. Mm-hmm. NFL Network was running The Catch game. Oh, really? Yeah, and they had a very young Danny White doing a lot of the um like talking about it. Yeah, he was highlighting the different plays and you know we always talk about the you know the catch that Dwight Clark made. I always tell you though, the Cowboys were so close to actually winning that game. Even Drew Pearson, a young Drew Pearson, was talking about it too, about that play where he thought he was gone and he just got pulled down at the 49ers' 40-yard line. Like, that's how close he was. All they needed was one more play, and then I get, would it be Rafael Septian? Was he the kicker then? He could have come on for a game-winning kick, but then Danny White out of the shotgun, sacked, stripped, lose the ball, game over. They were that close. And think about Danny White's career if they win that game. He... Continues that legacy of you know from Staubach winning the Super Bowls to now Danny White takes over right into the champion because he had lost the one previous right against Philly yeah against Philadelphia right back in it against San Francisco but he wins that one get to the Super Bowl but he didn't what could have been and then they lost to the Redskins in the championship game where he got I think got knocked out of that game and then Gary Hogeboom took a beating yeah
2: what was the year uh, in eighty one they played the Falcons. Was that uh, just a divisional divisional playoff game? Because I
1: think that was the year. Was that the year the Eagles? They, uh, they're they're blending.
2: Yeah, probably because the Eagles went in '81 to the Super Bowl against the the Raiders. So you
1: had, man, yeah, but I I don't. And I don't remember the Philadelphia. The first game I remember watching as a Cowboy fan was that Niners game, and I remember crying like a little eight-year-old that I was.
2: That punk Joe Montana. That pump fake, yeah, and we even had Ed Too Tall
1: Jones. Ah! He, I know he, and he's too tall, Jerry. He wasn't in that case, so he what was not play, tall enough. If I asked you beyond that, because that is a iconic moment visually with Montana pump fake and yeah. Jones flies past him or whatever. As the cowboy fan that you mm-hmm. were, what else comes to mind when you think of Ed Too Tall Jones? Local tie. Uh, Ed Too Tall Jones, I, I don't know batting the ball down into the hands of Jim Jeffcoat against the Giants. Mm, Don't remember that. He did it twice. You don't remember that? I don't recall that. Okay, let's take a break. (laughs) 5.37. (laughs) Boomer and Gio coming up at (laughs) 6 on the fan. Hi, quarter to six. Nice to have you with us on this Wednesday. We are that much closer to Championship Sunday. Knicks did win last night. Rutgers won last night, and so did the Devils. How about that? How about that? Tuesday.
2: So I uh, saw a headline, Jerry,
1: and I saw a photo. Were you prompted to read the article?
2: Uh, I did end up reading the article. I'm glad I did because I first saw a picture of a man. With a large mountain lion that he had killed. Yes. And it was one of these trophy pictures, which I hate. I don't like. uh, I eat meat, Jerry. I eat cows and chickens and pork and all that stuff. But I like when people kill things for sport. Right. It bugs me. This was not for sport. I totally thought it was for sport. But then I did, for whatever reason, read the article. I know I read the article because there was a second article that said uh, Derek Wolf, he's a former Bronco Mm -hmm. who did this. That he planned to eat the mountain lion. Correct. So then I, th- I thought, well, he probably didn't plan on eating the mountain lion, but once people saw he had this uh, trophy kill, he was like, I better eat this mountain lion. But then I also found out by really reading the article, Jerry, that he was called in Correct. to kill the mountain lion because the mountain lion was terrorizing a neighborhood in Colorado.
1: And this is one of the lines. So he went on Fox News last night. And one of the lines that I would think would have terrified me if I lived in the yeah. area, was where they found the mountain lion right. when he went to search for it, it was up on this woman's porch, oh. and living underneath of her porch even. When she and wow. when we had talked to the, the landowner, they said, "Hey, we have house cats, and the cats the cats are acting weird." We were wondering why. Well, it's because you have a full-grown, two hundred pound, eight and a half foot mountain lion walking across your front yard. And apparently, this has killed numerous dogs in yeah. in, a, in a thirty month. Was it? 15 dogs in a 30-day span? Yes.
0: Like pet dogs,
1: not wild oh, dogs. Yeah. Pet dogs that this mountain lion was going after. And, um, yeah, the, the the story is crazy. He does, this is where, let's see, I'm trying to find out where I put it. He talks about how he did everything by the book, essentially. CPW came down and uh, checked the cat in for me. I took the meat and got it processed. I'm going to eat that cat. Um, it's going to be, um, I can't believe what's what's happening to me. I can't believe that going on a legal hunt doing something legal by the book they've they've had 200 calls at Colorado parks and Wildlife trying to turn me in like I did something wrong so he's taking a beating as you can imagine I did like was a Tucker Carlson <laughs> he did say because you kind of wonder where those calls are coming from because clearly this mountain lion was terrorizing people and pets in this area for a long time yes and he because you can you can see the story and wonder who's making these phone calls I did think that his point here was funny.
0: It's different when you live in a place where mountain lions kill people and pets.
1: It's not like Brooklyn at all. Like, does he think people in Brooklyn? <laughs> maybe they are. So you think people in Brooklyn are calling and complaining? I would. I don't know. I thought that was actually funny. But yeah, it was very interesting because I agree with you. On the surface, my first thought was ugh. Yeah, I was like, look at this I don't jerk. Want to see this picture, and then do you eat it. And but then you read it, like they needed him. They asked him to come help, and he took care of it. So they hired him. Mountain lion guess, killer. Yeah. I
2: also thought I confused bobcats and mountain lions because I
1: thought a a mountain lion was like a small No, this thing is enormous. This
2: thing was gigantic.
1: Eight and a half feet. It's bigger than he is, clearly. Yes. You see him holding it and it, it's it's a big cat.
2: You know, ever since remember there was this dentist, the dentist in Minnesota who went big game hunting and he was posing with everything, and that's that's when like the outrage of uh, hunting just for sport, these rare animals. That's where people really started getting upset. So now I think it triggers, like for me, for sure, like when I see somebody holding a big mountain lion, yeah. I, that's what I think. I'm yeah. like, oh, but- this person went on one of these
1: safaris where the animals are fenced in and yeah. don't know uh, you're you're coming to shoot them. It's it's It really is a weird conversation to have and conclusion to come to because you do have to control the population at some point of these wild animals that can terrorize neighborhoods. And yet I'm with you. It's like... Oh, I don't, I, yeah, I don't. I think once mountain lions show up on your front porch. Oh, that goes out the window. Goodbye. Well, well but it's, it's also, in a lot of cases in life, too, we all have opinions on things we have no part of or don't directly affect us. So I'm with you. I saw that photograph, and my first thought was, jerk. jerk like, what nozzle. did the mountain lion do to you? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you read, all right, well, that wasn't just for sport that was for protecting a neighborhood and neighborhood pets. Yeah. Okay, Like I get it.
2: Can you imagine coming out and seeing a... I mean, we see deer around here. No, I couldn't. They're not going to kill us unless Mm -mm. we smash them with our cars
1: by accident. A mountain lion on your front porch. No, or a black bear. Or like we talked about, if you live in Florida, you go outside at 3 o'clock in the morning to go to work and there's an alligator (laughs) under your car. Like, you have no idea. Yeah, what a... There are places in this country and in this world that it, uh, you would be literally petrified to leave your house. Now, that happens to you in Bradley Beach. Yes. But there are legit issues in certain parts of the world and in this country.
2: We're traveling uh, to the Super Bowl. We might get bit by a scorpion out there in Arizona. If we're not or safe a rattler.
1: or we're not paying attention, you're right. You're or right. a cobra. You're right. you're right about that. Cobra Kai. Are you hopping on the horse when we go out there? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll ride a horse. ba but I want the I want a slow tired horse. You don't want a thoroughbred. No, or a wild. Horse. There goes Al. <laughs> oh no, eh, he'll come back
2: eventually. Eagles, uh, fella on the Eagles, Jerry C.J. Gardner Johnson. Yes, uh, says uh, his car was stolen in Philadelphia. Yeah. After they beat the Giants. He's-
0: wow. Wait, where was that eagle? Did- That's how y'all getting down in Philly? Y'all still after a win? <laughs>
1: his car got stolen he posted that on instagram and he looked like genuinely a in disbelief b pissed sure and c stunned all at the same time did you uh i I didn't see what what make or model his car was either yeah and and the article i read didn't say it either yeah it was more about the fact that they had just won and happened the night they won or the day after whatever and that he knows who took it because I have it on on surveillance video.
2: Well, yeah, I did. I I saw him say that, and I yeah. didn't know if that was like real or he. was I don't just know saying that to make the to keep the person scared. I, I don't know
1: either. He just said,
0: "I know exactly who stole my <laughs> bro."
1: <laughs> that does suck. at your car stolen. I've yes. never had a car stolen. I haven't either. I thought one was once. It turned out it was just towed.
2: Towed. Uh, I have. Um, you right, had a, you had a car, car stolen? stolen.
1: Yeah, my Camry. Right out front
2: of my house, uh, reported to the police, blah, blah, blah. A few weeks later, I get a call from Jersey City impound lot. Your car is here. So I not only had to pay the impound fee to get it out, I also had to pay the ticket that it got when it was <laughs> illegally parked. That's
1: amazing. That is absolutely and I tried to, amazing. But it was, but, yeah. You're it's responsible for it. $480.
2: Did you wow. feel violated when you got back in your car like someone yes. was in here?
1: They drank my juice, my emergency <laughs> juice. <laughs> they drank your diabetic
2: emergency and, you juice. You know, and the seat was changed, obviously. Well, the guy's got to make be comfortable. All my presets changed. Changed. Well, they really took your car off for a while. Wow. Yeah, they did. Was FAN one of the presets they kept? Of course. Oh, oh, no, 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 oh no, no, no. No, no, no. Everything changed was
1: it. changed. And was, your, was that car a five-speed, too? Yep. And they ah. still stole it. Yep. That's the one thing I always feel pretty good about. That if someone gets into my car to steal it, they might be like, I don't know how to drive this. Yeah, this was like, mid-90s,
0: so. Yeah, know, that was more, more common. P- mm-hmm.
1: That is true. There are, so there are places when I go to valet, they see, especially down, where, where did we go? Down by Borgata, but we didn't stay at Borgata. We stayed at Harris uh, over the summer, and I took my car instead of my wife's truck, and the valet had to get someone else. He's like, I just started. I don't know how to drive that. I'm yeah, like, that's okay. Just yeah, find we'll... someone that does or leave it here. Even yeah. easier tomorrow when I got to yeah. get it back. Let me park. Leave it, it right here. But yeah, I mean it's it's not common anymore. Yeah. So that's my hope that if my car ever is attempted to be stolen, it's some dummy that doesn't know how to drive a 5-speed and they oh, realize, "Damn it. Next car. I don't know how to drive this." Right. But then you could steal all the stuff in there. Not that there's anything of value, but I guess just to make it, they could ransack it.
2: Do I have time for one more quick one? I, I have no know.
1: idea. Well, let's do that as that no. quickie. After. Yes, after this. All right, well, Boomer and Geo next right now on Odyssey Sports Minute. Amy Lawrence brought to you by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone.
2: It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes
1: of WFAN. I got about a minute or so. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo. Then Knicks win... Devils won, Rutgers won, St. John's plays tonight, Nets play tonight with us.
2: Yesterday, Jerry, we talked about this story that uh, Pam Anderson said that Tim Allen once flashed
1: her, showed his schween Yeah, so there's the a set. couple things here with both these two this morning. Oh,
2: is that right? Because uh, I, I only saw one about Tim Allen, uh, a, a video surfaced of him flashing his co-star. But he was in like a kilt, I guess, yeah. for the show. And he did have underpants on underneath. So is that really did. flashing? Well, it shows, Jerry.
1: He finds flashing hilarious. Well, I said yesterday that didn't surprise me. Yeah, he's an immature idiot. And what was the? What's the other one? Uh story in the post. I guess this is in the documentary, or she said in an interview interview that I guess she was molested by her babysitter oh, when she boy. was a kid, and what? she wanted to stab her in the heart. Oh, so you're All gonna right. get a lot of details as this documentary plays on or starts on Netflix.
2: January 31st and
1: as she does more interviews yes. and is more revealing about her life hmm. so you can get more details. She was a beauty icon, Jerry. Yeah, oh there's no Still question is. about it. Yes. So she and during Baywatch, she had to have been early 20s. Yeah, I would think would so. would you say? Yes. That was before after the Tommy Lee stuff. That was, before, that was way before, right? Yeah. So the Tommy Lee stuff comes out after and then that explodes again. I remember also
2: she was being interviewed on Howard Stern when 9/11 went down.
1: You're kidding me. Yeah. Live. that. that, live. Spoke, that WFAN. On. WFAN-FM.
0: WFAN-FM HD1, New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.